The media doesn't make money on healthy people. Big Pharma doesn't make money on healthy people. The food industry doesn't make money on healthy people. And on top of that, unhealthy people are always seeking help because they are reliant on government and pharmaceutical systems to survive. They unknowingly rely on the systems to heal them when it's the same system that got them sick. What a great business model. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Everyone is Cancelled, episode 30. We made it. We've achieved our goal. This is our last episode. And that is it. The haters have gotten to me. My feelings are hurt. And I can do this no more. Not, fuck you guys. I love you guys. I'm going to keep on going. Even until after I die. That's the way it's going to be. And I'll tell you who's not going to keep going. That's New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. A.K.A. Canceled himself after uh, not being able to keep his hands allegedly to himself. But um, whatever the reason may be, I don't know. Uh, allegedly, he just uh, is just grabbing ass left and right. Sticking his mouth where it doesn't belong. Uh, and dudes are included in this. I mean, he, he goes both ways and that should be celebrated. He's Frenching everyone he meets. So Andrew Cuomo, his resignation will be effective uh, two weeks after his announcement. It's kind of interesting because apparently there was an investigation into the harassment and there's 11 different cases, uh, allegedly, of the harassment itself. Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, will replace Cuomo, becoming the Empire State's first female governor. Now, what's funny is that his announcement came after his lawyer again flatly denied claims that he sexually harassed anyone. Um, and again, the investigation concluded he sexually harassed 11 women. That's a lot of allegations for somebody who's innocent. Fuck, we'll see what happens. Cuomo, he's 63 years old. He was saying that uh, his... Basically what he was saying is great. He's saying uh, that lines were drawn differently back in his day. Uh, that new lines are drawn now and that he doesn't know what's right and wrong anymore. Loosely, that's what he said, in my opinion. Anyways, to get the show started off, I want to say that everything I have said in the past and everything I say in the future in this episode and any other episode is alleged and fictional. It's not real. This is a fun mock news comedy show. Don't take anything that I say as serious content. Talk to your doctor before you make any decisions for yourself and do what's legal in your country. And then after, if your doctor approves, go fuck yourself. I'm kidding. But if it's legal in your country and your doctor approves, I recommend you do what they recommend. Right? Anyways, moving on here. Governor Cuomo is canceled. This episode is going to be fun. We have snakes shown up in New Zealand, the previously snakeless country. Uh, poisonous ocean snakes. They're washing up on the shores and they are alive. Uh, you've got these kids finding them, taking them home. They're still alive. They're playing with them, chopping their heads off. Uh, they're trying to figure out what's going on with that, so it's kind of interesting. So apparently snakes are also canceled in New Zealand. They're trying to figure that one out. 
And the problem is, is with these snakes showing up in New Zealand, uh, some of the venomous ones, they don't have anti-venom there. They don't have any anti-venom for those snakes in New Zealand. So being that it's an island of a country, you know, it's its own little sort of mini continent, it might take some time to fly it in in time for someone. So that's kind of scary. Yeah, they could harm people. So New Zealand, uh, you might have to cancel your neighbors Australia because they, they got some fucking creatures over there. Maybe you can build a wall. Another cancellation. Apparently, uh, inoculations were not canceled in the Revolutionary War by George Washington. He founded our country, obviously a great man in my opinion. Love the guy. But these people using his picture saying that our forefathers would never put up with vaccinations. And I'm not, this isn't pro-vaccination or against it. This is just what happened. Apparently, George Washington made or I should say inoculation against smallpox, mandatory for the military. In 1777, he issued an order to have all troops inoculated against smallpox. Apparently, this image of George Washington is going viral with the story going around. Uh, take it for what you will. I think it's kind of funny. People talk about experimental vaccines. Well, everything's experimental. Guess what? The fucking new flavor bag of chips that you're eating probably right now is experimental. There, there are no long-term studies researching if these fucking new Doritos or whatever are good for you. Do you think they're really that great for you? So inoculations have been happening for many years with no long-term research behind them. And this is not pro-vaccine, it's just the facts. And um, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, it's a simple story. George Washington basically forced his military to get inoculated. And with all this inoculation talk going on right now, especially with our, you know, the comparisons with our, our military, and I'm not saying I think they should be forced to be inoculated at all. Uh, this is just a story that I found interesting. So take it for what you will. But basically, uh, they found the smallpox was spreading and it was getting bad. And George Washington worried that it was weakening his army in 1777 during the war. And so soon... About 40,000 soldiers had been inoculated against the disease. And uh, this is really some of the first times in our country's history that something like this was happening. So history is an interesting thing. But at the same time, I doubt smallpox was made in a lab. I'm not saying that coronavirus was made in a lab. I'm also not saying that it wasn't. So, and, and to clarify, the smallpox vaccine didn't exist when Washington was commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. But the point is, he ordered the inoculation of troops against smallpox uh, by the means of what was then available, which is different. Uh, they call it variolation. They take smallpox from like an arm and they make you inhale it, basically. People were doing lines of smallpox to become inoculated, which kind of speaks to the, to the defense of natural antibodies, just getting a virus and building up your own antibodies, right? All right, what do we got here? I am again by myself this week. I chose to do it by myself because I'm enjoying this every once in a while. I might start doing a second episode every week where it's just myself. And I appreciate the co-host very much, but this is good for now. So we're just kind of moving around this week. It's hard not to pay attention to this whole Delta thing. Um, it seems to be scaring the whole country. You know, recently I saw a headline that says, more people between the ages of 30 and 39 are being hospitalized 
for coronavirus than ever before. Uh, you know what's interesting, and if you listen back to episode 27, the Delta episode, I did it with a frontline California ICU respiratory therapist, Andrew, my good buddy. He's often on this show. And he explained what the media is not explaining. The people who are getting sick from coronavirus are primarily, I mean, the ones who really suffer and get hospitalized, a lot of them have severe diabetes, type 2 diabetes. They have heart issues. They are wildly obese. And by the way, just anecdotally, uh, Andrew says they're all unvaccinated. Again, not pro-vax, against vax. It is what it is. But the deal is, is that the media is playing this game where if you try to call out the, the issue, the underlying cause of people getting so sick from this virus, they call it fat shaming, which it's not. Might be tough love, but it is love nonetheless. The people who are getting sick the most generally are very unhealthy and they're susceptible. So these same television sets and these same phones you're getting your information about this dangerous virus is telling you to buy a fucking hamburger on the next page. It's advertising this fast food to you and donuts and sugar and fucking seed oils, which fucking exacerbate the problem. And we're going to get into that. Uh, it's funny. This is all fictional. Don't take any of this for fact. Talk to your doctor and obey the laws in your country. So like I said, I'm now reading in the news that 30 to 39-year-olds have broken the record for coronavirus hospitalizations. And you want to know why? It's because everyone is diabetic at this point. It's not healthy. Everyone is obese. Like, really, really obese. People are smoking and drinking more than ever in recent history uh, because of the pandemic. People were shut inside and cut off from the sun and vitamin D, which we were already statistically low on to begin with. All of these things are shown to allegedly be helpful against COVID when you are in a healthy range in these categories. The people who get hit the worst, and if you don't agree, listen to episode 27, like I said, with a, an ICU res respiratory therapist. The people getting hit the worst have type 2 diabetes and, leave, and lead an unhealthy lifestyle. You get type 2 diabetes from, from unhealthy life choices. And listen, we're addressing this because there's so much emphasis on COVID. And, and the deaths bother me, and this is why I'm addressing this. The deaths really aren't happening to healthy people. The problem is, is that healthy people are just lower and lower in number in this country. And guess what? With all the stay inside and mask mandates and near-forced vaccinations around the world, they still advertise on TV the, the very foods that makes COVID so much worse. They say that you're fat shaming. And the funny thing about that is that literally prevents any discussion to actually make an impact on some of the root causes of hospitalizations. Or they use an example of someone healthy getting sick when statistically it's not happening uh, significantly. You know, of course, somebody healthy out of hundreds of millions of people is going to get sick from COVID and unfortunately possibly die. But it doesn't happen to the vast majority of healthy people. They use one example and then everybody says, well, oh, healthy people get sick from it too. Not really, not statistically and significantly. This is what the media does. They take one example of something and all of a sudden it's all the healthy people in the world. No, statistically and significantly, it's people who are living off of fast food and who are unhealthy. 
okay? Statistically healthy people in their 30s should be relatively safe from the pandemic, allegedly. They don't mention the root cause. It's bad eating habits perpetuated by the same TVs telling you to get vaccinated and eat cheeseburgers. I mean, live your life how you want, but don't blame others for not wanting to wear a mask for your bad eating habits, for your bad life decisions. You know, I mean, if it's if you have to wear a mask and your government tells you to do it, that's different. I mean, you can't fight a whole government by yourself. You do what you got to do to survive. But if it's not required, so for your bad life decisions, I am not responsible. I can only put out information. This finally gives a platform for people who sit on their asses doing nothing all day to judge others. And they love it. Why would they want to give that up? They finally are the ones who can judge other people who want to go out and actually exercise when now it's virtuous to sit on your couch and do nothing and be unhealthy. They don't want to let go of it. You can finally be a lazy piece of garbage and judge people who want to go outside and get some exercise. If you don't believe me, diabetes.org states right there on the site. And there's a question. Do people with diabetes have a higher chance of serious complications from COVID-19? Answer. People with diabetes are more likely to have serious complications from COVID-19. In general, People with diabetes are more likely to have more severe symptoms and complications when infected with any virus. Your risk of getting very sick from COVID-19 is likely to be lower if your diabetes is well managed. Having heart disease or other complications in addition to diabetes could worsen the chance of getting seriously ill from COVID-19, like other viral infections, because more than one condition makes it harder for your body to fight off the infection. Viral infections can also increase inflammation or internal swelling in people with diabetes. This can also be caused by above-target blood sugars. And that inflammation can contribute to more severe complications. Something else they have to worry about is something called diabetic ketoacidosis. When sick with a viral infection, people with diabetes do face an increased risk of diabetic ketoacidosis. DKA can make it challenging to manage your fluid intake and, electro and electrolyte levels, which is important in managing sepsis. Sepsis and septic shock are some of the more serious complications that some people with COVID-19 have experienced. I mean, I'm not judging you guys here. This comes out of love. But um, this is for the people out there, and let's get this clear, who are hating people on social media for just trying to go out and exercise and be healthy, which really protects against the virus in, in many ways, allegedly. These keyboard warriors are trying to force everybody inside, force other people's life decisions. Because what do people who are unhappy do? They want to drag everybody down with them. They don't want to change their life and make the effort to become healthier. They want everybody to be at their level. I don't care. I believe you should be able to do what you want if it doesn't harm others. But if you're complaining about people not wearing masks that are largely ineffective and not legally mandated in some areas, while you're fucking hamburgers... How much sense does that really make? I mean, honestly, it's not even the meat that's bad. It's the breads. It's the sugars. It's the seed oils. Look, you want to see this country change for the better without experimental vaccines? I mean, if you want to see that, hypothetically, I can count on one hand what that entails. Fasting every day for at least 16 hours. Exercise. Healthy diet, such as carnivore by Dr. Paul Saladino or, or Dr. Sean Baker among many other prominent doctors. Look them up. They are very smart. Number four, getting adequate sleep every night. Number five, getting sunlight. Checking your vitamin D levels. 
It's so easy. It's extremely cheap. You can eat carnivore for seven bucks a day. And to give credit, it's not our fault that people don't know this. Okay. The media is, let's be, let's, let's be honest. They're smarter than most people and they work together to be even smarter of a conglomerate. So of course people have been fooled by this, but there is information coming out now. And if you're one of those people and you're hearing this, I, I hope you, maybe you'll take it to heart. Maybe you won't. The media doesn't make money on healthy people. Big Pharma doesn't make money on healthy people. The food industry doesn't make money on healthy people. And on top of that, unhealthy people are always seeking help because they are reliant on government and pharmaceutical systems to survive. They unknowingly rely on the systems to heal them when it's the same system that got them sick. What a great business model. It's like a mechanic popping all your tires and then you go to that same guy uh, to fix them. And healthy people are harder to control. Let's be honest. Healthy people don't rely on as many medications and doctors and government mandates to live their best lives. Why would the government and big business want a population that doesn't rely on them or make them money? A population that is stronger and more resilient to propaganda. A population that can stand up for itself when you piss in their mouth and call it rain. Fuck you, how about that? Cash me outside, how about that? And for the cool kids out there, you know, these new college kids pushing this propaganda, I have a question for you. When did it become counterculture like you think you're pushing to follow the news to the T and to listen to the government for every word they, they speak? When did that become counterculture? To fucking listen to mainstream news and to be a parrot for them. When the fuck did that happen? When did so-called counterculture mean being a government suck-up and bottom feeder of mainstream news? That isn't cool nor scientifically backed. And right now, let's be honest, science is being blacklisted. Scientific information is being scrubbed from the internet. That you can still look up. That you can still prove. I mean, when did science and data become lame? I will again use some quotes that Ben Shapiro used uh, July 20th, 2021. These are just pure numbers to put it into perspective. According to Ben Shapiro, every day in the United States as of 2019, 1,800 people die of heart disease, 1,640 of cancer, 470 by accident, 430 of chronic lower respiratory disease, 410 of stroke, 330 of Alzheimer's. Our seven-day rolling average of deaths from COVID in the U.S. is now 324. The amount of diagnosed cases are a lot higher, yes, because of Delta, but the amount of deaths are still very low in comparison to the beginning of the pandemic and in comparison to heart disease. And heart disease and diabetes are very, they can, they can be related if there are so many deaths from heart disease, the number one killer, and a lot of that is attributed to bad lifestyle choices, smoking, bad food choices, lack of sleep, lack of exercise. If the deaths are so much higher than COVID, why is there no emphasis on that? And some will say it's not contagious. Well, I argue that it is very contagious. Look at the amount of people who are obese now versus 100 years ago. So yes, we found medicine, and that prevents a lot of the deaths that were happening 100 years ago, but we've leaned so hard on medicine, too hard, that we have become obese and we are a lot less healthy in that 
regard. I can tell you that there is an agenda going on. With so many more deaths happening from heart disease and bad lifestyle choices, why are they focused on COVID when it pales in comparison in numbers? You cannot lock a country down on heart disease. You can lock them down on a pandemic, right? So, and this is where cognitive dissonance comes in. I am telling you numbers that dwarf COVID and these habits of diet and smoking and drinking, it is contagious. We pass it down to our kids. We mirror it with our friends. That's exactly why it's grown. It's societal peer pressure, looking at your parents doing it, seeing it normalized. That is what I would call contagious. And therefore, it is killing a lot more people than COVID. Cognitive dissonance comes in when you can hear these numbers, but you've heard the propaganda so much that you glaze over it. You don't hear it. It went into one ear and out the other. The fact is, is that this isn't opinion-based. It doesn't matter what you think of this. These are the facts. This is the data. Okay? Now, there is a solid chance that this was created in a lab. When you are trying to make a devil, when you are trying to summon the devil in a lab, chances are the devil's going to show up. This all could have been prevented if that is the case. No need for a vaccine, no need to lock down, but it happened, and it looks like it was man-made, possibly. And if that's true, that is the issue we need to address. Okay? But it's here, whether you like it or not. So for the people who are elderly, a vaccine might not be the worst decision for you because like I said, maybe there are long-term consequences, but I'm sure they would rather live past the week if they got COVID, okay? And for those who are worried about the coronavirus itself, I hear you, I, I, I hear you. The long-term hauling issues are showing a lowering of IQ even with people who had mild symptoms. There's Dr. Rhonda Patrick talked about these uh, these results that it's lowering IQ even long after you had the virus to a certain degree, more so for people who had severe symptoms. It's a real deal, and I understand what you're saying. But whether you get it from the COVID vaccine, even the Johnson & Johnson, or if you get the illness, you're being exposed to the virus one way or another. It's going to happen. I agree it's messed up. But if you're like 80 years old, I can understand why you would want the vaccine at this point. And there's also a strong argument that a lot of COVID deaths are being overinflated. Now, this is a rumor. It's not fact. I've seen anecdotal reports on prominent podcasts with seemingly promising potential evidence that shows people who die of the vaccine, for instance, this one young, younger, middle-aged, healthier doctor who seemingly was healthy, took the vaccine and died. And they pointed this out on Joe Rogan, I believe, that that article was pretty scrubbed from the internet. And apparently, there, there's alleged rumors that this is happening all over the country. Now, there's rumors that they're scrubbing this from the internet. If they're scrubbing it from the internet, it's easy to make the argument, well, there's no proof for your argument. And on the other side, I've heard many personal accounts of people I know and uh, secondary accounts of family dying, of what was evidently a heart attack, and then they attribute it as COVID. And let's say those conspiracy theories are wrong. Well, how many of the deaths from COVID are attributed to diabetes? So heart disease already dwarfs COVID, right? In deaths. But how many of the COVID deaths are attributable to heart disease and diabetes? How much lower would it be if we were facing the real problem here? The real problem, I think, is right there in front of us. 
The only thing is, is that they can't lock us down for heart disease and diabetes. They can lock us down and take away our rights and cause this huge transfer of wealth from the middle class to the upper class with a pandemic. The numbers are there in front of you, yet they are not focusing on the illnesses that make COVID worse, to be honest. Because COVID is what allows them to control your life. And that is an agenda. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's mathematically backed. It's historically backed. And it's evidence-based with a simple Google search. Just, I mean, look at what's happened the past almost two years now. Just look at what's happened. It's very clear that they're not interested in lowering deaths in the health of the community. In my opinion, they want an excuse to lock us down forever and to continue this transfer of wealth. Right now, I'm not interested in debates. Debates are about who is right. A discussion is about what is right. Okay? And let's be honest. Something's wrong. Suicide is up. Alcoholism is up. People are unhappy. Depression is up. Anxiety is up. It's not the time to argue. It's the time to find a solution. And obviously, staying inside, using methods that are ineffective, allegedly, when heart disease and, and diabetes is rampant and making COVID so much worse, which is exacerbated by staying inside and not getting exercise or sunlight, is the problem. But then again, and I will say it over and over, because of cognitive dissonance, people need to hear things repeatedly. You can't lock a society down on heart disease or cancer or chronic lower respiratory disease or stroke or Alzheimer's or diabetes. Okay? So just look at the numbers. Try to look at the logic of it without taking political parties' mindsets for what you think you think. Right? Look at this from a clear lens. And if those rumors are true that they're, that, that they're inflating deaths for COVID and that they are hiding vaccine deaths and, that, and they're scrubbing the internet for evidence that supports that, if those rumors, which they are rumors, are true, which I've heard on substantial podcasts from substantial people, I hope an investigative journalist, or journalists, plural, figures this shit out and brings it to light. I don't get it. I mean, let's cancel type 2 diabetes, which is totally unnecessary. It's harmful. It's sad. And it's, the, the sad thing is, is it's not their faults. They've been brainwashed to eat a certain way. You know, and I feel bad for the vast majority of people who have this disease. It's not their fault. A lot of people say, take responsibility for your own decisions. Well, that goes to a certain extent. We have to give credit that it's really not their fault in a lot of ways. I think we need to be helpful and supportive of each other and stop fighting. You know, yeah, be tough on the shit that doesn't serve us, but... Not shame. And that's not what this is. This is not shame. I'm frustrated that we've all been tricked so much. You know, we've all been led into this unhealthy life. I'll get this shot, eat however you want. But if you get this shot like we told you to, whatever it may be, take this medication, you can keep on living your fast food life. You know, let's put the emphasis and energy we expended on COVID with some dietary changes, lifestyle changes taking our lives into our own hands and realize we don't rely on the media and big tech and big government, big food, big pharma. Uh, this episode comes out of love. I've had some recent discussions lately that people aren't sure where I stand on the vaccine. And listen, I'm not 100% for it or 100% against it. I think 
like anything in America, it's an individual choice. I want to see people survive and be healthy. I'm not against the vax, and I'm not pushing it. I just want you guys to be healthy and to be able to make your own informed decisions. I want our government to work better. I want big food and big pharma to care more because they're needed. I like big pharma in some ways. They, they make medications that we fucking need. Like, even if you're healthy, there's medications that you just need sometimes, and they're great for that. We need medicine. We need big food companies to be able to feed our huge population. But can't we meet in the middle where it promotes health, right? I'll buy your food, but just make it healthy for me. I'll give you my money. Let's make it healthier. I'll buy your medication. Make it reasonable. You don't need to make a 3,000% profit on me. You don't need to hide the details from me so that I'm getting sick and I can heal from a better lifestyle rather than taking a medication that fucks up my kidneys and now I'm on dialysis. Or now my hormones are off and I have to take another medication for that. We live in a system where the more medications you take, the more medications you need, right? Cause and effect. Downstream effect. I think we can meet in the middle. I'm not calling for the abolition of government or big pharma or big food. I think it's all needed. Let's be honest. It's needed. Let's just focus on being healthy. Let's focus on meeting people in the middle that we disagree with. Yes, the vaccine is experimental and there's no long-term studies. But you know what? Like I've said in a previous episode, if I'm 80 years old and there's four studies out there showing that the vaccine can help me be safer if I contract the virus, if I'm 80 years old, I'm not worried about the long-term negatives of this vaccine. I don't care if it's part of a conspiracy theory and the virus is made in the lab. Who gives a fuck? I know I want to live for longer than two weeks if I get this fucking virus that's going around, especially with Delta. So there's conspiracy theories on both sides, and yes, they exist. But I think what we can take into our own hands is, like Stan Efferding does, for instance, walking for 10 minutes after every meal. He says that it's been shown to be twice as strong as the strongest diabetic medication. That's what he said, if I'm remembering correctly. He's a great guy. I do it. I walk for 10 minutes after every meal. I check my blood sugar and I don't even have, I'm not even pre-diabetic. I just want to stay on top of it, right? And it doesn't make me better than anybody. It means I'm an idiot and I've learned how to be less of an idiot. Honestly. Uh, This comes out of love. I've had the time to really research a lot of this stuff. It's all fictional and alleged, but I'd like to share it with everybody out there. I'm seeing a lot of hate and judgment and further separation of our society And standing here in the middle like I am, I'm starting to feel kind of separated. You know, I'm not in this group or that group, and there's less and less people taking that middle stance. Um, But on the other hand, I'm seeing more people come back at the same time. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if there's more going or more coming. But, you know, I think we all need to meet in the middle somewhere. I think we need to focus on being happier. I want to see people happier. And... um, That's going to require some lifestyle changes. You can't just, at least not yet, not in this world, you can't just get one shot and you're safe from everything in the world. We all die. And you can live this life in a healthier, happier way. And one shot at this point in time is not going to do that. I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about medicine in general. It's needed when you need it. But I think we need to take more responsibility as a nation. 
We've been so untested for so long that our society has become soft. People have become soft. They eat food all day. They never give their bodies a break. They become diabetics. Boom, the minute anything comes like a pandemic, who do you think are the ones going to the hospital? The ones who have have the most disease, the ones who are hurt the most by this way of society, and it's not their fault. I think we need to become more fit and harder as a society, and this is hopefully going to do that. Because ultimately, the person who pays the consequences if you don't make those choices for health is you or me or whoever decides not to help themselves. So, Sophie, Sophie, it's okay, sweetie. Dog's streaming. Listen, I love you guys. I wanted to clear up some conversations I've had recently and let you guys know exactly where I stand, and that is with the data with our nation being happy and the world being happy and healthy and spreading good, positive vibes, being able to laugh, poke fun at each other still, and have a good time. I love you guys. New episodes every Saturday. If you want to follow me on Instagram, everyone is canceled. Most of our episodes are going to be comedy-based. We'll see what happens, but sometimes I like to talk some shit, whatever you want to call it. Have some fun. Rile you guys up. Shoot me a message on Instagram. Let me know what you think. Give me some topic requests. I'll speak on it. Love it or hate it, I will. I hope you all have a great week, and I will see you next time on Everyone is Canceled. Good night. How much sense does that really make?